So if you want to start building multiple streams of income, I would definitely look into look inward inwards and analyze your own business and your skills and your expertise and figure out what is it that you're really good at and see if there's something there that you can sell. Maybe something that you can teach, maybe some a skill that you can teach, something that I, I really believe that everybody has something unique to themselves. And so once you figure that out, you know, build the product around that. Welcome to the Passion Behind the Art Show. It's all about diving in with individuals to learn the story behind their passion. It's your host, Daryl Payne. All right. Well, guys, I am excited to have a good friend, Natalie Avalos, Triology on the Passion Band Art Show again. Natalie, <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me again. It's I had a lot of fun the last time, so I'm excited for this time again. So this time we're going to kind of break it down. You guys know I like to talk about multiple streams of income. And if there's any year we need to that that kind of helped us to think about it a little bit more. It's 2020. <laughs> Don't you agree? Yes, absolutely. I feel like this is the year that I was like, girl, you need to like make some moves because you cannot depend on like projects for your income. Mm. Mm. Speaking music to my ears, music to my ears, music to my ears. All right, so let's jump right into it. First, let's kick it off and find out, like, how many different ways do you generate revenue right now? Um. Okay, how many ways? Should I name them all? Or yeah, should sure. I just count them? Sure, name them all. Okay. Okay, so I make money off of licensing designs. So every month I make like royalties off of how much I, how much the, the brand makes off of my designs. So mm -hmm. I make like, a, I think it's 2% royalties each month. Mm -hmm. And then I make, um, rev like money off of projects each month. Um, I make money off of selling my own courses. I make money off of selling products, digital resources, downloadable products, um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, yeah, I'm like, I'm, is that it? Yeah, I think that's it. Maybe I'm missing other things. But yeah, for the most part, that's pretty much me. Like projects, selling my own products, and licensing designs. Okay. So that's, so that's, I think that's four I counted. I think that's four. I think I counted four, if I'm not mistaken. Got a licensing, just um, client work, um, mm -hmm. selling digital products in your course. So that's four. Yeah. Right. So yes. that's four. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So yeah. yeah. And right before we started, I was telling you that like I kind of noticed that you kind of like took it up a notch, like in 2020. Now, what was the <laughs> reason for that? Like, I do notice. Like, I'm always watching to kind of see what everyone is doing, and like I'm really like yeah. always inspired and always like, okay, I see you, Natalie. I see you. Yeah. So what caused you to kind of like start ramping up and really like take your just different, especially the digital stuff up a notch? Yeah. Um, to be honest, I think like, I think for the most part that I've had my business, I've always been kind of scared to just do lettering. I've always been 
really fearful of like, oh my gosh, I don't think I could just make money off of lettering. Mm -hmm. I was always just picking up like graphic design projects mm -hmm. and just kind of random projects here and there that I really wasn't passionate about. Right. And the beginning of 2020, I'll, I like promised myself like, you know what, I'm going to just take on lettering projects. I'm going to take the jump and whatever happens, happens. We'll see. And so this was the year I decided to do that. And it was crazy because COVID happened. COVID happened, and I was like, <laughs> COVID happened and I was like, oh my gosh, maybe I should pick up some graphic design projects. Maybe I should pick up all these projects that were coming my way that I wasn't really passionate about. And honestly, my boyfriend was like, you made a, you made a promise to yourself. Like you really should stick to that promise. And, and so I finally was like, okay, I'm just going to do lettering projects. And when COVID hit, I got really nervous. And so I was already kind of selling digital products and I already was doing licensing. Um, but thankfully, like with the brand that I work with, Carthartic, like they asked for more designs this year. And then um, I had a, a couple more licensing brands reach out to me to license my, my artwork. And then like the biggest catalyst was just COVID itself because it, it came that month where I think it was in March where a bunch of my projects were like, saying oh we're canceling oh we're not going to mm. have any money for art which i totally understand like people want right. to companies want to prioritize their employees and pay their salaries versus like oh well, let's pay for some art mm. so i totally understood it i understood that sorry the ambulance <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i totally understood it it was just tough because i got really scared i was thinking oh my gosh i'm not going to be able to support myself especially if all of these projects are drying out. And so I had already created courses in the past, but this time around I was thinking, okay, let me create a course that people would really enjoy, but I could also support my support myself and make some money off of it. And so that's when I started, I released um, the lettering and business course. And from there, just kind of, it just kind of gave me that push where I kind of feel like, I don't know. It, it did, it did really well. And so it kind of gave me that, like, okay, I could do this. Like I can do all of these things and it kind of, you know, it just gave me that push. And so from there, it just gave me the energy and the, I don't know, my passion just came out to just start creating a bunch of different things. And I, I don't know, I was just having a lot of fun with it and just offering people resources and information was really, really fun too. So yeah, I would say like the catalyst was definitely COVID and just taking, just wanting to take control of like how I made money because I know like depending on other people was not going to work. Yeah. I'm, I'm so there with you. So there with you. Yeah. So you did the course. So um, tell me a little bit about the course. Like what was your process like? Um, how did you even come up with what you were going to make the course on? Because, you know, lettering is like so vast. Like even yes. though it's just like, yes. even though it's one specific style of art, like there's so many <laughs> ways to communicate that and teach it in different yeah. aspects to teach. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I totally agree because I had always wanted to create a course on lettering. I just didn't know what I wanted to do because I felt like everybody had already done it. And I right. felt like it was kind of like a, just a repetitive kind of thing that was out there. Um, so I kind of thought, I mean, for the longest time, I thought like about myself like five or six years ago when I first started and all the things I wish I knew, like mm. I didn't go to design school I didn't work for like a big, like fancy company. I, when I got out of college, I like immediately, I would, I couldn't find any jobs. Nobody would hire me. 
So it was really, really hard for me to start a business, but it was kind of my last choice, to be honest, because right. since nobody would hire me, I was like, okay, I just have to figure this out myself. <laughs> um, and so I thought about all of these things, like when I first started my lettering business and I thought, wow, this might be a great course to offer people that are, that want to create like a business mm. with lettering. Gotcha. And so that was my, that was like what sparked the idea. And so I kind of, in my notebook was just writing down everything that I wish I knew mm. when I started. Um, so I just try to put all of that stuff into a course. Like it's, it, it's not just lettering. It's just, I give like a little, um, intro into like the fundamentals of lettering, but I don't dive into lettering itself because I feel like, you know, we could do that some other time. I think what the biggest, the biggest thing for me is like teaching people how to make money using their art. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really powerful lesson that you could teach people because it gives them power over their own, how they make money. And right. Especially with COVID, I felt like this is like the time to release this type of course because people are struggling right now and people need a way, people need some insight or some knowledge into other ways that they can make their income. So that was pretty much how like the course came to, came to life. And, um, it took a lot of time and I was really, really stressed <laughs> during that time. <laughs> um, I was so anxious when I was releasing that course. Like I literally, the craziest things came to my mind. Like I thought, Oh my gosh, what if I like die before this course gets out? Like I was just like, my anxiety was so bad. <laughs> my anxiety was so bad, but um, it was definitely it. worth it in the end. So, so what, so did you do like videos? You did videos. I'm just trying to like get the type of course you did. You did a lot of videos like off yourself. What was that like videoing yourself all the time? Yeah, so I did all videos and a workbook. So a workbook combined with the video. Um, it was, I mean, it was tough because I don't have all the best tools, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm kind of like, I like to figure things out as I go. And I feel like there was a lot of things I didn't know, like lighting and sound. And, you know, that was really hard for me trying to, like, you know, find the right time to film because I don't have lighting equipment, like, a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was just recording like at a certain time of the day each day. So I was like trying to record when it was like the best lighting in the office. Gotcha. So it was really, really, it was really challenging. Um, it definitely made me like realize like I do need, need to invest in like some, some materials for filming. Right. Um, and I could see like, do you have a light right there with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. See, like, I definitely need like something like that. Um, and yeah, it, it was really tough because I was trying to work with what, with what little I had. Um, but it was definitely fun because at the end I was like, okay, I could do this. It's right. just, it's just harder because I don't have the required materials, but like, but for me, I'm always, I'm, I believe anybody could do anything. You just have to kind of like figure it out and use what you got. Like, I don't, I don't really believe in like, oh, you need to buy all these things to do something. I think like just work with what you got and you could create something great. So, yeah, it was like a lot of like recording and a lot of stress. And I actually used um, ClickUp, which is like a like a project management tool. Nice. And that helped me a lot to like put the course out and film everything and create everything because looking at it was like super, super overwhelming seeing mm. all the content I had to create. Um, but once I put it into ClickUp, it really helped me a lot to like finish it and just get it out in time. That's nice. 
That is so cool. And yes, what you said about the tools and stuff, it's like Yeah. One thing I like and I like one thing I like about you is that like you had all this anxiety. Mm-hmm. You had you didn't have all the equipment that you think you should have, but it didn't mm-hmm. stop you. Yeah. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like and like yeah. it's not gonna always be perfect. Like even mm-hmm. like I have a light. It's not like the perfect mm-hmm. light, but I have a light. Yeah. But at one point, like when I did episodes at nighttime, it was just like my computer screen was my light. <laughs> when I did a recording, hey, that's me right that, now. yeah, like like my computer screen was my light, and like yeah. So I just like I feel like sometimes we allow these things to like stop us from actually yeah. moving forward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I feel like yeah. you can, as you said, like just figuring it out as as you go along. I feel like that's one of the most underrated things in business, like mm-hmm. especially when you're doing your own business. Like you're literally yeah. figuring out everything, and then yeah. okay, I wanted to do it this way, but I can't do it that way. So let me adjust <laughs> and do it some other way. Talk a little yeah. bit about that whole because I know you went through that a lot, like doing this whole process of like trying to build up all that you do a little bit more. Yeah. So I guess like. I don't know like I with theology I feel like I've never had a lot of money to be honest like Mm -hmm. I've never I've always struggled with my business like Mm -hmm. my boyfriend's mom is a hairstylist and she has her own business and she would always tell me five years five years it'll take you five years to get there she'd always say that and so like this was actually my fifth year and um I was like oh my gosh why isn't this working like this is so hard um and it, it, it's just kind of, I, I kind of think of it as you got to be kind of scrappy. If like, like if with, with, with what little you have, if you have no money, if you're, you know, you got a budget for things or I don't know what it is. Like for me, I had to, I had to be scrappy and figure out how to create really good content with what I had. Yeah. And maybe that meant like, you know, maybe I do need to spend a little money on something and that's okay. You know, it's going towards the business. So I had to make those decisions of like, okay, I'm going to buy this for the business because it's important. Whereas before I was like, I don't want to buy anything. I don't have the money. Like I can't afford that. And so it was just kind of like figuring things out as I went and just, yeah, I feel like just got to play kind of scrappy at first. But you see the funny thing that you're saying, which is true is that like, you also got to make some money first to kind of upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> you know yes, I mean? Exactly. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, for me, it was always like, I need these things, but I don't have the money for them. Right. But I've, I've, I've been working so long that I had never, like I just got an iPad last year. That's when I could kind of afford an iPad. Right. right like, it right. took me a long time. So whenever anyone's like, I can't afford an iPad. I'm like, dude, I completely understand. Like, you don't need an iPad because I literally was doing this for like four years prior without an iPad. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge advocate for like, just work with what you got. And like, mm-hmm. you can create something great. If, as long as you're passionate about it and you love it, like anything's possible. Like, I think anything's possible. Um, you just, you have to be okay with like, not like, I guess like, don't be afraid to fail. Like you're going to fail. Right. I mean, get comfortable with failing and just learn from it. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I don't think, and I think this is some of the things about like trying to build something. I don't think people understand how much times people who have their business or are building something 
something mm-hmm. fail. I don't think they understand how much times yeah. you actually do fail. Oh, and it's yeah. just like you have these wins and sometimes these wins are so big that they outshadow all the failures that you do. Yes. But you actually do fail a yes. lot. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I still fail. So, I mean, it's part of the process. I'm like, whatever, like I messed up, this didn't work, I'll do it again. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That is, that is so true. So, all right. So let's break some of these stuff down. So licensing. One, how did you, how did you get started in that? And like, what are some of the things, like the key things that people you say, like, that's a whole course and stuff in itself. But what's some of the key things that people need to know about licensing uh, or so trying I, to venture into that? Yeah. So I think licensing is a really, really great thing that artists should look into if they're if they want to make passive income it's not a lot of money each month but the more you build the more things you create it has the potential to make you more money in the long run mm-hmm. um and with licensing like there's tons and tons of brands out there that want that are looking to license designs it's just a matter of finding those brands and i completely understand how challenging it is because i think i've reached over reached out to over 50 brands and none of them want to work with me so I know it's really, really hard to read, to find the right brands, but I feel like for me, because I'm a lettering artist, it's, it's a little bit more difficult with, with brands. They want like a variety of things. They want pattern designs. They want bag designs. Like they want all these different types of art. They want collections. So they want like a winter design collection mm-hmm. that you created yeah. very cohesive. Um, so I, I wasn't really in that. I guess I didn't really understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was a little difficult. So I, you know, I know it's, it's difficult to find these types of brands to work with. Um, but I also got a lot of help because I had an office at WeWork like in the very beginning and a girl who worked with Target who licensed designs for Target mm-hmm. had reached out to me and she like, I guess she wanted to be like her own agent, like a licensing agent. Gotcha. And yeah. And so she was like, Oh, maybe I could be your licensing agent. And this will be my first, like she was trying to pursue a career and, and being a business, an agent and being an agent. Yeah. Gotcha. And so she taught me a lot. She taught me all this stuff. Like you need to have a licensing portfolio. You right. need to have collections that you can offer a brand. And essentially her job would be to go reach out to those brands and present my portfolio to them mm-hmm. and say like, Hey, do you think this will look nice on your winter collection or something? Um, so I learned a lot of that from her. And then with licensing, it, with pricing, and like a lot of people should know this, like if you're going to, if you want to license your design to a brand, I would say like the going rate for a licensed design is around maybe 200 to like maybe high 500, but I would say middle ground 300 per design. Mm-hmm. And then you should get around like, I think it's like two to 5% in royalties each month. Mm-hmm. Um, 5% is pretty high, but I, I would say like for me, I only have like 2% in royalties with people that I work with and I've gotten paid like 200, 300 per design or even as low as a hundred per design, but I get mm. more in royalties. So right. you can negotiate that with like the brand you're working with mm-hmm. and um, you get paid monthly and it's great to make sure that the brand that you're working with will provide you each month with the breakdown in the sales mm. so that you how much of your product is selling okay. and so yeah that's like that's pretty much licensing um i definitely recommend it for artists if they want to make passive income i mean and at first it's not a lot of money like it's 
it's not a lot, but I would say like, just seeing like, Oh, $20 a month. Like, I right. think that's, cool. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't license my work. I do mm-hmm. like some other stuff. Like I'll, um, have my, my, have some other people sell, use, mm-hmm. get prod, make products out of my designs. So it's yeah. not necessarily licensing, but it does feel good when you see, Oh, some money came in that they didn't yeah. really do anything. Yeah. Um, but it, there, as, as there's some key points that you mentioned, I do know a lot about it, but there's some key points that you mentioned that I think people should think about. Like one, I do know that you need to have like a collection and mm-hmm. I don't think people understand that. Like, in, in, you know, it's like, you really have to have like a, like, it's kind of like you have a photo album, but it's yes. not a photo. It's mm-hmm. not photos. It's just like a whole bunch of different collections yeah. of designs. And the fact mm-hmm. that you, 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 you're, you sell the, the, um, the artwork, they pay for the artwork and they're also giving you royalties. So I mm-hmm. think sometimes artists don't really understand that when you're licensing, because it's not really out there a lot, mm-hmm. um, that they are supposed to pay for the design plus royalties for each yeah. time, whatever product or whatever they're putting the design on. Mm-hmm. Each time that thing sells, you get a percentage of that. A lot of times people just think, okay, you give them the artwork and they sell whatever they're selling and then you get something. That's more like, what do you call that? Like, I don't, that's like a commission or something like that. That's more yeah, like just, like that's more so like just like commissions, but, but licensing, like, yeah, they actually have to pay a certain amount of money for the design and then yeah. the royalties. Yeah. Licensing is kind of like they're, they are renting out your artwork. Right. Exactly. And so as long as they're renting it out, they're going to pay you based on how long they're renting it. And right. then if they're no longer renting it, they don't have to pay you anymore because they're not selling any. Right. Yeah. So I would, yeah, it's, it's, it's like renting out your artwork. Yeah. I think that's, um, uh, a good way of explaining it. It's like, um, renting. So digital products, I'm glad you're doing digital products. Like it's like an artist's best friend. Yeah. <laughs> because like, you don't have to worry about no manufacturer or anything like that. Oh yeah. Like, Talk a little bit about like some of the digital things that you do sell and like what's like best practice like starter for someone if they want to sell digital products. So I sell workbooks, I sell Procreate brushes, mm-hmm. and I believe that's it. <laughs> um, and I would say like digital products, if you want to start making passive income or if you want to take more control of your income, definitely start with digital products because you don't have to pay for like manufacturing costs if you're selling digital products, which is, I think it's really, really great for people that are, that have a business or a small business, because I know how it is. Like when you don't have a lot of money to like go make a sweatshirt or a t-shirt or a mm-hmm. beanie or whatever, right. like you can immediately make a digital product if you have the right tools. I mean, you would have to have like, if you want to make procreate brushes, you will need to have like Photoshop or procreate, um, and then with workbooks, you can make it, you know, on Procreate or Photoshop or InDesign or Illustrator. It's yeah, totally so many you. different. Yeah, there's a lot of different offers that you can use to create your digital products. But I, I mean, like, I, I just highly recommend starting off with digital products. That's how I started. Mm-hmm. And I make income each month from those things. It's, again, it's not a lot, but it's definitely just having these different streams of, different streams of income definitely helps overall, like when you're having all these different streams of income, but digital products are, you know, really a really, really easy way to jump into like selling your own products. And see, and for, in honesty, like you have 
it's just different types of products, but you have a few different digital things. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got your course, it's technically mm-hmm. a digital product. You know yeah. what I mean? But you also have like resources as a digital product. And I feel like for everyone, because I had, I used to um, design and do manufacture and produce products yeah. for like a, for a few years and it drove me crazy. That was like uh-huh. from 2007 to like about 2009, 2010. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. like i was doing the whole nine and like going to shows and all of that stuff oh, wow. and i'm telling you man inventory will give you nightmares oh, yeah. so i feel like in almost every industry you can create some kind of dig- digital resource so like we've had like for this for example like the podcast like this the audience is usually like writers musicians artists of course like all these 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 people could create digital products yes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so you may not be like a designer when you're listening to this but like you could i I would um advise anyone to research how can you create digital products because all you got to do the only thing that you're spending is time like you're spending time up front to create something that like after that you're good to go you know what i mean yes let's talk a little bit about like the importance of like just trying to create some kind of digital products. I mean, I think it's really important if you like with digital products, what's really great about digital products is that you, once you sell it, you're done. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do anything. Like that's money in the bank. That person got the product and that's it. And that's what I love about digital products. Cause I saw physical stuff too. And mm-hmm. I, I see the difference now where the physical stuff, I'm like, Oh, I got to run to the post office. <laughs> oh, I got to wrap up this package. And like, I like creating the physical products as I like the way they look, but I don't like shipping. Like I realized this about myself. I hate shipping products. <laughs> and like, I don't know, like it's, it's, it's a pain. Like if you are getting like, even if just wrapping one package a day, like I'm like sweating and it's just it's a lot. So yeah, I'm yeah, it's, I'm it's all tough. for digital products. Like it's the least amount of work and it's easy and you can always test out multiple I multiple ideas like you know easily versus right. like if you were to create something physical, it's gonna be harder to test out those products because you have to put a lot of money up front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta put and that's the thing, it's the amount of money that you now I mean like your time is super valuable, but like mm-hmm. you got to look at it as like you're investing time in yourself. And if this doesn't yeah. work out, you like you're learning as you go along, but it's just the overhead. Like I try to yeah. tell people like you want to eliminate as much overhead, especially in this day and age, like because you have yeah. the opportunity to do that, like in this day and age to eliminate overhead. Like if you don't have to create anything where it requires overhead, I would tell you not to unless unless you absolutely have to. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely seeing what I like and don't like and kind of figuring out a way to still create physical products, but only do them for like certain periods of time. So mm-hmm. maybe just sell them from maybe do like a winter sale. And that's the only time I'm going to sell them. So I'm kind of trying to like make it so that not a lot sells in a certain period of time. Cause I just, I just don't want to do all that work of shipping. No, it's true. Um, it's true. Yeah. I agree. Cause right now, yeah, like I- I'm doing tons of like custom calligraphy for like different people. And, and yeah. to be honest, man, I'm ready for it to like, I'm waiting, I'm looking forward to when it kind of dies down. Yeah. Because like, it's a lot of work. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to go to the post office twice today oh, yeah. already. Twice today. So it's just like, oh, I feel gosh. like, you know, and, but I, I, as you said, like, I do love it. I do love creating physical products. I love to like see that tangible thing. You know what I mean? But it's like digital products allow you to create passive income. Physical yeah. products requires your, your time through the whole process. Yes. Like, and you have to put money up front. Right, for exactly. Shipping. Time and money. You know yeah. what I mean? Digital yeah. products, you build it and you spend more time marketing it than mm -hmm. actually putting anything else in the product itself. Unless you're doing like some kind of update, like for a course or for whatever yeah. the case may be. Yeah. So, I mean, and that in itself, like marketing, how are you marketing yourself? Like what's some of the things that you learned about marketing? Because like, I feel like, man, girl, I'm telling you, you really like, I'm like, I'm seeing, <laughs> like she was doing something different over here. I'm just like, I'm just, the, the thing with me is like, I, I want to try everything, but I don't want to spend the time learning it. That's mm. the problem with the way I am is that I will do everything like really quick. Mm -hmm. But my, like my boyfriend always tells me, oh my gosh, you don't pay attention to the, to the details. Like he always tells me this because something always breaks or something always messes up on, on my website or I mess something up. Mm. Um, but like, because of that, I'm able to like, I've, I know I have a better idea how to use Facebook advertising. So I use Facebook advertising and then I create my own like marketing through my Instagram. So I try to create posts like at least twice a week. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've learned a lot with Facebook advertising. True. Um, I think it's like a really, really great tool. I, I, I just started using it this year. And to be honest, I was really, really scared to use Facebook advertising. I saw the money going out and it would freak me out. Like, oh my gosh, that's too much money. Stop the ad right now. And I would tell, I would tell my boyfriend, like, pause the ad, pause the ad, it's spending too much money. And he's like, dude, you need to calm down and let the ad do the work. And, right. and it was just so stressful. <laughs> oh, um, I feel you though. I feel you. I, 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 yeah. I, but you see, the thing is, I think what eases you is as you learn more about like the whole yeah. process and the whole nine and everything like that. And I like, I bought a book, I bought a, a couple books, but like once I learned a little bit more about Facebook advertising, and I think it's still an underused resource, like for oh, us yeah. as like um, solo entrepreneurs and stuff like that. Yeah. I think a lot of us probably still think it's like a taboo. Oh, you're not you're not growing organically or yeah. whatever the case may be. But like, Facebook is a monster, man. Like, yeah. oh yeah. my god. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Like how like great. I mean, I think the tool is amazing after using it. Like, I think it's really really great. Like I. I've, I've just used it to market like my sales. That's mm. it. Like I haven't used it to market theology. I've used it to, I started doing like an ad where it's like a discovery ad where right. I, where I put out a, a my free, cause I'm, I have that free lettering um, care package that mm -hmm. you can download. And so I was, I was marketing that, but then again, I got scared again. So I, I paused the ad. <laughs> um, but I've most, I've mostly used it for like sales and, and, promoting my sales and so I, I feel like it's a really really great tool like once you understand how to use it mm -hmm. because when you look at the back the back end of Facebook advertising it is like oh my I feel like it's like programming to me like I don't understand <laughs> it everything just like everything just looks like so confusing like right. I'm, I'm 
I'm always like so confused in there. But I mean, after a while, like I, I think I've finally gotten the hang of it. I mm-hmm. kind of understand what certain things do. And I've also gotten a lot of help from these two people, like this guy that I met at WeWork again, he was, mm-hmm. he was like a marketing guy mm-hmm. and he's literally helped me so much. Like he's walked me through like the process, what are the best practices? And yet it's still really confusing sometimes. Yeah. So I completely understand why marketing companies to do this because it's a lot of work. It's like another job in itself. And yeah, it is. They, yeah, they, they know like the trends and they mm-hmm. know like what the numbers mean and, and for me, I'm like, if I see a number and they're like, we need to add more money to the ad. I'm like, but wait, why? Like, this doesn't make right. any sense. But like, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, definitely a great tool if you want to market like a product. Mm-hmm. And if you, if you know your audience already, like I highly recommend spending money on an ad if you're trying to sell a product. Um, and if you know your audience, like I already know who my audience is. So I just plug it in and, and with Facebook advertising, you can actually advertise to people that were engaged with your posts in the last 90 days. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like a really, really great tool because that means those people are probably interested in your product. Right. It's true. It's true. So when you say you were using it for sales, like you were using it, you were sending them to somewhere where they're literally going to buy something. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was on like a, um introduction or, you know. It was literally the the call to action is to buy something. Oh yeah, the call to action was essentially just the the landing page for that product. Okay. So I I all I did was um I just did advertising for my courses and that's it. So it would just lead them to like the landing, landing page. page for the course. Sweet, sweet. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I mean I've really been diving into it. Um I've used I've been using it not for sales yet. I plan mm-hmm. to in the beginning of the year like january is usually like my sifting year like i mm-hmm. sift and i try to schedule a plan and things change but i try to plan yeah. out the year and some of the things that i want to try to do but yeah. i i just used it for like introductions and just try to like first of all kind of like what you would like when you said know your audience i use it to kind of either narrow down audiences or find new audience like to kind of yeah. tap into different things so um but I, I would urge anyone, anything, anything you could learn about Facebook advertising, um, do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I work at a marketing firm, right? Oh, you did? Yeah, I do work at a marketing firm. And there are people there that that's their job. They deal with just strictly di- their, uh, digital strategies that they yeah. just focus on Facebook and, um, all of them actually Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn and um google and you know what i mean and there are companies that are paying for this stuff so it's not like people don't notice it but i think for like us as solo entrepreneurs and those who have used like social media to help grow Mm -hmm. our audiences or grow our business i still think that we feel like it's taboo to kind of like run ads or anything like that like you gotta and i feel like the more as business owners that you know you you stop romanticizing with your business like Mm -hmm. yeah make money (laughs) like you gotta (laughs) it's a business like your 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 reason your service is to is to make money like yeah it's not to do anything else and i I, i'm not not sure are you familiar with the future chris doe um i don't think so so 
it's um you could look it up, but it's um uh, it's, they're basically like they basically empower creators, and mm-hmm. um, he had this video and that went viral, but I had him on the podcast, mm-hmm. and he was telling me like what helped the video to go viral. He ran an ad. Oh wow! Like he ran an ad on the video now. The video was very like polarizing. Like it was basically talking about like how much to charge for a logo, and he was yeah. like, he charged a hundred thousand dollars for a logo. So you know, anyone who's a logo designer, like agree or disagree, like you want to go yeah. see what the heck, what did yeah. you do? Like how do you do that? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but he ran an ad on the video to kind of give it a little bit of a boost, and it it went viral. So it's just like. these are some of the things that we kind of have to like look at to you know because at the end of the day like yeah facebook insta all these social media they're gonna pull away they're little by little pulling away organic reach like they're making organic reach harder yes because they want they need to start making money with these companies now they need yeah. to start making money and organic reach is not going to help them making money. It's these yeah. ads, that's what's going to make yeah, them money. It's ads. Like people are dropping a lot of money on ads. Like, <laughs> let me tell you, I know for sure, like bigger companies or bigger brands are for sure dropping a lot of money on ads. Like I, I really recommend it for like small businesses, like, if you know, your audience and you could do it as little as like, if you want to do a discovery ad, like $5 mm-hmm. a day, mm-hmm. just to get to discover your product and mm-hmm. you know try to have the call to action like some sort of lead where you can capture their information like right. a, like a sub- subscription like if they sign up for your newsletter um so I, I mean i'm a i'm a huge advocate for that i don't pay for it every month but sometimes i will spend the money to like for sales but yeah yeah i understand like it, it can also seem like a huge thing like i like uh like it's not necessary to spend mm-hmm. that money right. when i could be using this money to, in another way um so i would recommend to like do it when you're ready like yeah when true. You, like true. your business is in a good in a good spot and you know yeah yeah but i would say more important one of the things just learn learn as much yeah. as you can because yeah like until you completely understand you will know what to do and what not to do because when yeah. i didn't know anything like 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 you were saying like i'm like man i just spent this money on this ad yeah and like nothing happened but i wasn't using it right you know what i mean so it's just like one of the things you just need you you need to kind of i'm so glad you mentioned that i I didn't plan to talk about ads or anything but i'm glad you mentioned that because like i feel like for the solo entrepreneurs we're not really using it and us who people who do it i'm not really saying anything it's like this i don't know it's just weird yeah it's like yeah it's like taboo like you're yeah. saying like, people don't want to say like i use ads because then they're like oh no like that person uses ads. <laughs> like it's like it is taboo but i mean the the more i've done it the like the guy that i the guy that i work with he tells me all the people that do ads and i'm like wait what that person does ads like he he could tell me like which people that are similar to what I do, like other lettering artists and other like calligraphers and mm-hmm. things like that. He would show me like, oh, you know, this person, they're running a lot of ads. Yeah. Like I could tell or whatever. He he would show me and I was like in shock, like, oh my it's gosh, crazy. people are running ads. I literally, yeah, so. I, after I read, like I bought a book, after I, I went through it, like I literally can tell who's using ads and who's yeah. not using ads. And it's like, it's, but I mean, I'm down, I'm down. I mean, Facebook for sure though. I'm not, I tell you to go try out everything, but Facebook yeah. for sure. I think the information they can provide and the targeting that they can oh, give yeah. you is like second oh, to none. It is, yeah, it is 
I am like, I'm amazed at Facebook. I'm telling you, like, I'm really amazed at Facebook. I've been telling every, everybody that is a small business that I know, like, Hey, try running Facebook ads. If you have a product, like, I mean, if you know what you're doing, it could, it could really be worth, worth it. It's not dead, y'all. It's not, it's not, it's not dead. Like, it's not dead. Ah. So much growth, 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 so much growth. So what is, what are you looking forward to for 2021? Oh my goodness. For um, this, other from for the start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready for, I'm ready for 2020 to be over already. <laughs> um, uh, I don't really know. I think I'm at that. I don't know. I think right now I'm kind of at that point where things have slowed down Mm. and I just want to like go on vacation and relax and drink hot chocolate and sit by my Christmas tree. Like, I don't know. I'm like with 2021, I'm, I am planning to host like a virtual workshop. Um, that's one of my big goals right now is to like plan this big workshop, big virtual workshop and provide people with like a really great experience so that's mostly what i'm working on right now um but for 2021 i'm i mean we'll see where we'll see where life takes us and hopefully things get better next year and yeah i mean i think right now i'm just like i'm just like in the holiday zone where i just want to like just do nothing all day (laughs) yeah i love it i'm there with you man i'm so there with you in regards to the virtual workshop i did one not too long ago Oh, nice. And I'm getting ready to book another one. So I haven't hosted my own. Mm-hmm. A couple of people have reached out to me. So if you have any questions, feel free to message oh, you, me. Oh, you've hosted a virtual one before? Yeah, recently. Oh, nice. a, college, a college in Maryland reached out and wanted me to host the workshop. And, oh, wow. Really cool. And I have another one for next year, I think in February. That's coming mm-hmm. up. We're like so- in the talks. To book it, what did you like, use to host your workshop? In terms of it was Zoom. Use Zoom. Oh Zoom. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking yeah. about using Zoom. Yeah, use Zoom. Um I, I, well that that's what they used. So mm-hmm. I mean I was cool with it. And it's fine. It's not like you know what I mean? You just gotta have your yeah. cameras. You probably don't need two cameras. You know what I mean? Or you can yeah. use your phone as a camera because you know you gotta have the hand you hand you if you're doing Yeah, lettering. yeah, I w- yeah, so. I'm trying to figure out like how would I do that because I need to have like the top down view mm-hmm. of like like recording to Zoom and mm-hmm. like I've never done this before. So again, one of those things where I'm like trying to figure out. Well, as I said, like <laughs> if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up because yeah, like, no, definitely. Was, yeah, I mean, I had like a setup. I had like one camera and then I had another yeah. camera looking down on my hands and wow. like it's it's different from a live workshop. Like you gotta like yeah. really kind of bring it on because like you gotta work both cameras huh? yeah, yeah you gotta like really like make it interactive like you have to kind of have like some kind of plan um, yeah to make it interactive because you know like it's zoom you, you know yeah you're, you're not there it's not like if you go over the person like, oh you should do this or something yeah like yeah so it's it's you gotta kind of like push the interaction because people will just oh. be like Side. Like they won't say anything. <laughs> it's just, it's and it's oh not God. always it's not always a bad reason. They're yeah. they're probably just into it, you know, yeah, into yeah. whatever you're telling them. But it's just like and at times if it's silent, don't always see it as a bad thing because they may just yeah. be trying to learn whatever you're like, teaching okay. them. Yeah. But um 
you know, one thing I tried to stress through the whole when I was doing it was like, like, don't, this is, we're just having fun. Like, this ain't yeah. for you to like, you know what I mean? It's not going to be perfect. Like, we all know what it's like when you're first trying this stuff. So yeah. it, it was fun. It was cool. It was cool. It was like nerve wracking. But, but yeah. like, honestly, like, it went by. Like, I, I, we didn't even have enough time to like, go through everything because it, oh yeah. it was like it was like an hour and a half the next one i'm going to do is probably like two hours but yeah. like by the time we looked it was just over and i was just like man yeah i feel like workshops go by really fast because i've only done like in-person workshops and right. every time i've always felt like oh my gosh i'm running out of time like right, i need to right, hurry right, right. i've always gone <laughs> on those moments where i'm like oh no maybe i should have booked a longer workshop like i've definitely had those moments so i know how it feels yeah. but i've never done a virtual one so yeah it's, it'll be interesting like having like two cameras and it'll just be a completely yeah. new experience yeah but I, everyone that i've talked to because i reached out to um pander um mm -hmm. phoebe and roxy I reached yeah. out to them because i know they did a couple like what is yeah. it like what's the interaction like they were like they told me like daryl it's tough so, but yeah. you just you just gotta try to be as entertaining and just try oh to but you, okay that's but okay. they were like <laughs> it's tough like sometimes they're not they're not saying anything so it was kind of <laughs> cool to hear that light, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, everyone kind of is just navigating this whole thing. So Yeah, yeah. I, and I think it's like really cool that people are doing virtual things too because I know mm -hmm. that a lot of people are at home alone. And mm -hmm. I know for me, like I, all I see is like my boyfriend every day and that's pretty much it. Like we don't really see anybody else. And so any interaction is fun. Like this is fun for me. I'm right, like, oh my God, I can talk to somebody else. You know, like it's, any interaction is just great <laughs> it's so true but it's you know the, the the workshop that i did they did it to kind of relieve stress for the students so the the okay. director of student life at the college reached oh, wow. out the goal for this was just to kind of de-stress the students yeah because you know it was finals time and all that stuff yeah. so you know what i mean people are using these kind of interactions to kind of mm -hmm. like that's ther therapeutic. So yeah, yeah, that yeah. Be, that's you know that's I mean? really great that the college did that. Mm -hmm. Like I've never, my, I've been out of college a while, but they ain't thinking about <laughs> that. They ain't nobody thinking about me. <laughs> they were thinking about me. Yeah, when I was in school, me either. I never got any of that stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness, Natalie, this has been so awesome. It's always good yeah. to talk to you. Like, and it's always good to get with creative people, and it's yeah. always, you know. So for those one, an advice for, you know, starting, you know, building different streams of income. Let's start, let's go from there. Give something, what, is, what, what advice would you give someone for like getting to building multiple streams of income? So if you want to start building multiple streams of income, I would definitely look into, look inward, inwards and mm -hmm. analyze your own business and your skills and your expertise and figure out what is it that you're really good at and see if there's something there that you can sell. Maybe something that you can teach, maybe some a skill that you can teach. Mm -hmm. Something that I, I, I really believe that everybody has something unique to themselves. And so once you figure that out, you know, build the product around that. You know, mm -hmm. it, it could be a course, it could be a digital something digital, it could be a workbook, it could be an actual physical product, mm -hmm. like just you know, looking at your business and analyzing your skills is a really great way to start building your multiple streams of income because you first have to figure out what you're going to sell. Right. True. And by, by doing that, you, you know, you really have to sell things that are true to your, 
true to who you are, true to your brand and things that people are going to want to buy, you know, essentially you, you really, you do have to sell it and it has to be something that people are interested in. So definitely, you know, take a look at your business and see what is something that you could sell or maybe a skill you can teach. Sweet, 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 sweet. Mm-hmm. So where can people go to find you, learn more about you? So you guys can go to my website, threeology.com, or you can find me on Instagram at Threology, at Threology on YouTube, on Pinterest. Um, I'm on TikTok, but I'm terrible at TikTok. <laughs> you and me um, both, girl. You and me both. Yeah, I'm bad at TikTok. So once you go on TikTok, I'm going to be that profile that you know <laughs> you want to go to because it's so bad. Um, but I'm also on TikTok. <laughs> But yeah, that's where you can reach me. Nice, 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 nice. Natalie, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much. This is really fun. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you are able to pull out key routines and practices that you can use to help take your venture to the next level. I just want to let you know that I've officially relaunched my Patreon page. It'll be solely used to produce videos sharing everything that I do. All the behind the scenes, all the stuff that I don't talk about, how I build multiple streams of income, who I use, what I use. I'll be sharing everything. So jump over to Patreon, my Patreon page, and learn more about this relaunch that I'm doing. It's going to be super helpful. I won't be holding anything back. And I feel like that's a cool way for me to kind of share weekly videos of how I'm building these various streams of income. And I want you to learn and I want you to be able to do the same thing too. Jump over to patreon.com slash PBTA show. That's patreon.com slash PBTA show. Be blessed.